0: Welcome back, everyone. It's Friday the 13th, and we have a special guest, Jason Voorhees. On the no, just kidding. We do have a great guest today, two great guests. Solo is here, and our old friend, Joe Bear. That's right. We're going back, baby. Back to the island. We're going to be talking a little loss. We're going to be talking some Halloween stuff. Whatever we feel like talking about, we're going to talk about today on Daily DVR because it is Friday, October 13th, 2023, and we're here to serve, baby. Check us out at DVRPodcast.com. Also, become a patron at Patreon.com slash DVR. All right, we're here solo. How you doing? This is the first time you've been on a non around the couch pod for like over a month because you were away and stuff and and you get to talk to joe too it's a great day
1: yeah this is exciting i moved my schedule around because axel he was like hey heath you want a pod today i'm like uh you know i got stuff and then like well joe bear is going to be on talking halloween and lost and i'm like hold on a second cancel <laughs> cancel reschedule push I'm in baby. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be
2: here. That's awesome. Joe, how are you doing, pal? Good. I'm excited and flattered. Heath. Thank you. I, it's a, uh, it's an honor to podcast you should be. here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows, you know, D, uh, DVR or really, uh, Los mythos, uh, lost revisited now fan number one. Yeah. That's my, baby. uh, shoot my handle. I feel like I've been listening to you guys since, since the beginning pretty much. And, and uh, fun to get on here and talk to you guys finally a little bit more we've only talked a little bit in the past but i'm excited to be here it's very uh spooky fall vibes going on where i am right now i'm in cambridge massachusetts so right outside of boston
0: so yeah baby hey joe it's yeah why don't you fill some people in tell it tell us a little bit about yourself
2: all right uh yeah so like i said i live i'm living outside of boston and cambridge so just over the river um, I think you guys are pretty, Heath, you're, you've spent time around here, right? In Boston? Oh
1: yeah. Well, I used to live in Rhode Island and lived in Wellesley for a couple of years. Oh, in my youth. cool. Oh yeah. Nice. So I know, I know the Boston area, New England very well. Yeah.
2: Right. And, uh, you know, and I work at a library out here, a public library, uh, and I do a little bit of everything there, but that's a uh, fun thing to talk about too, if it comes up, um, Let's see. I, I do a lot of music stuff. I mostly, these days, just kind of on my own doing recordings at home, piano, and beats and electronic kind of stuff like that. Um, but I play a little bit of everything, so that's always tied to stuff that I do. Um, talk about movies and things. I'll probably talk about the music a lot. And uh, obviously, big movie and TV fan, which is how I got onto you guys through Lost. And just have followed you through everything else from there. Um, and yeah, that's like the, that's the basic Joe world over here nice joe and World. Music and...
1: <laughs> hey i shook joe bear's hand at the lost finale
2: yeah i, I think that Jay was when I, I met you guys that was that was uh yeah i mentioned to you guys that i've started my lost rewatch the first one that i've really done since it was over um yeah. and it's quite a trip because i you know when i was watching lost i started off watching it like after i was a diehard uh survivor fan And then it was kind of like the next thing to come along that was sort of the first big show that I got into like that. Um, And when it started, I was like ending high school. And then I followed it through college and had a group of friends that I watched Lost with. But the podcast experience for me in Lost was such a big deal. And it, uh, you know, it was sort of the foundation of even now how I live my life, where I feel like I am rarely ever not listening to a podcast or a book or something. And it's, uh, you know, sometimes you wonder how it's too many. Like voices talk, all my friends are digital friends that I listen to in my headphones every day. But, you know, it's convenient and it's, it's, uh, it's been great. You know, it's been great over the years to have you guys to listen to and to have everybody else. And I was, you know, listening to Jane Jack at the time. And now when I'm doing my rewatch, it's been fine because I'm going back and listening to uh, their original podcast and the official Lost podcast too. You can find those on YouTube. So I've been kind of trying to listen to those as I'm going along with the rewatch. That's Uh, awesome. And it's
0: bringing me back for sure. Wow. Yeah, man. Have you been keeping up with um, what they're doing uh, with the documentary?
2: A little bit. Basically, just what you guys are sharing. And because I had listened to Dharma Arts back in the day, too, so it's fun to hear, Ralph. And uh, I listened to the pods that you guys have done with them to kind of promote and get ready for it. But I'm excited for that. What's the the latest on when we might see it?
0: um, Well, I think that they're going for the reunion next year. And just today they announced that they got Michael Emerson. Cause I think that they were having a problem and also because of the strike getting a lot of people to come on camera and talk about the show and stuff. And I guess also yeah. um, I think we talked a little bit about it uh, back when that happened. And I guess Ralph did a podcast about the kind of behind the scenes turmoil that a lot of people felt in the writer's room and in relationship to Carlton and Damon and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, which kind of went away. And I think it went away because Damon just was like, yeah, we're sorry. And I fucked up. And I think when you do that, there's not a lot to talk about after that, you know Um, it's the denials and the obfuscation that get people talking that get the drama going Uh, It's like reality TV or whatever. If someone's just like, yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. Can we move on now? Then everyone's like, okay, well, I mean, what are we going to do? Can't keep yelling about it. Um, But that's a good thing too, because it did bring light to things. And I think at least it seemed to me that Damon had learned something from it. And that kind of played out with Watchmen and other projects that he did later. Um, Which is interesting because that's recently... Marshawn Lynch said something about this. He was in that movie Bottoms, which I watched about half of. That's a very funny movie. Um, and he said that part of the reason he did that because when his sister came out, he was not cool about it. He was like in high school. So then later on, when a project where he could kind of celebrate that came available, he like jumped on board. And that actually, I don't know if you did you catch, did either of you guys catch that movie Bottoms? The the woman from uh, The Bear is in it.
2: Yeah, I, oh. I didn't get a chance to see it yet, but it did okay. look
0: good. Yeah, it's very, I, I just haven't, yeah.
2: I, I, I feel like I'm the, actually, the
1: episode of Snowfall I was in was called The Bottoms.
0: <laughs> but. <laughs> That's you all were, you got,
1: and you, I played bottom yeah.
0: in Midsummer Night's Dream. You found the bottom in that one. You found the bottom of a, yeah. a gun barrel. Uh, so yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Too bad it was a bottle of a bottle, yeah, bottom of a bottle, got but, capped.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. What was I talking about?
1: <laughs> You're talking about the bottoms, Marshawn Lynch, sister Marshawn coming Lynch. Out.
0: Anyway, yes, that was. I just. I don't know why that story came to mind. But uh, I don't remember what we were talking about. But lost, you Maybe know
1: wait. It's because of it's because of Marshawn Lynch. Every time, like I'm at a store or I get something, I always say "appreciate you" instead of "I appreciate it" because he said it in like a Subway commercial or something. Yeah. And I love Marshawn Lynch. So I, oh my! It's like the last six months I've been saying "appreciate you." He but is I'm great.
0: Just... He was recently on this uh, show "Stars on Mars," and he was really the best part of it. Everybody liked Marshawn. It was really good. Um, all right. So, oh, yeah, we were talking about The the Lost, the doc. So <laughs> The yeah, Lost? Are got- you like Tony Kornheiser now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Putting the in front of everything?
0: We were talking about The Lost, The Lost TV show program. Well, they got Michael Emerson, and hopefully they'll be getting a lot more people, even though, sadly, today there was some kerfuffle with um, – the uh, the actors and the producers, I guess, they're not really getting along and talking as much. So we thought that strike would come to an end rather soon after the writer strike, but it hasn't. Which no, sucks. you know what's
1: weird, Axel? I got an alert from SAG yesterday. It's weird. They don't go into depth on it, but it said we're canceling picket uh, lines for Friday because of safety.
0: <laughs> oh, I know what that's about. Oh, you do? Yes. That's something different, Solo. That is because supposedly Hamas put out the call for people in the United States to show support for them. With And this was interpreted by some to mean that they were calling for people to commit acts of terrorism and public places in America to get attention to what's happening in the Gaza Strip right now and in, in oh, Israel. Geez, okay. So that's why that happened. There was I saw a clarification oh, okay. of that this morning in like the Hollywood reporter or something. Um which is kind of Yeah, because
1: SAG sent me the email and it like and I didn't know and I'm like safety. I'm like wait, yeah. what people threatening actors now? No, because <laughs> if they do yeah. bad TV or something, no, yeah. no, but seriously. Um, okay, that that sheds a light on oh man, okay, yeah, that that makes sense
0: then because that's the last thing you need. Um, oh. but let's get back to the lost rewatch,
1: yeah, let's let's get happy. Come <laughs> on, get happy,
0: <laughs> Joe. Patrick Family rewatch, where are you in the rewatch now? So we are I'm watching with my
2: girlfriend Sarah. We just okay. we just moved recently and moved in together and uh Congrats. I've been kind of waiting to do a rewatch with somebody. So um and she's never seen it. So oh. and, and actually was was spared from the details of it. Like she kind of didn't know um anything about like the smoke monster or any stuff like that. And I didn't it was I was just trying to be very careful watching it the whole time to not spoil anything and to just be like, Oh yeah, interesting. Like but I also it's been long <laughs> enough for me that uh I don't remember you know I remember things that happen as they happen but it's I don't quite remember what happens at what part of what season and there's so many episodes that uh it's really fun to go through and like you know every single line that comes out of somebody's mouth I I feel like I've heard a million times or said a million times or i've thought about but I just it feels like I'm kind of seeing it or enjoying it for the first time and, and it's it, the biggest thing I think for me in the rewatch is like Having watched all of the shows that came out since then, and having listened to podcasts for those shows, and just analyzed TV a lot more, and thought about it in a different way, and seen so many different movies since I saw Lost for the first time, now when I'm going back and watching it, I'm looking at it through that lens, and it's it's pretty so impressive of everything that they do on it, and how really just uh, it's such a pleasurable show to watch in terms of the variety of things that happen because of the flashbacks and like everyone's kind of a different genre or. Just the island stuff in general, everything shot on location in Hawaii is just so pleasing to look at. Even if you, yeah. you know, you can see why it's a show that's so easy to rewatch because yep. it's just like everything about it. And the music, the score, the orchestra, all of that is uh, so great.
0: Wow, man. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's a great that you have that opportunity to move into a new place with your girlfriend watch the show at the rewatch the show at the same time and for her the first time that that's kind of i'm getting that feeling with my son he's 11 now i've been
1: waiting for this for like 15 Dude, years he's
0: getting close he's 11 so i think like in the next couple years maybe see i i have heard online um just from kind of yeah, I actually have I looked up when's a good age to watch a lot of people say like 13, 14, 15, because I think it does deal with a lot of th- things that even though it was a network show, we all know that it did go deep on some stuff. And with the daddy issues and different stuff, it's not like it's uh, R-rated, but I want him to be able to understand the emotional impact of things. Right you know are you finding that joe when you're watching it are you is are you looking back looking at it now and say wow this is really getting me emotionally
2: well yeah i guess i think about it feels much more like reading short stories about these characters in a way because you, you're kind of i'm thinking a lot more about like the structure of the especially the flashbacks and how much information they give and the it's so economical the storytelling yeah. like yeah A lot of times they'll jump years between going to a flashback. So I'm thinking of it a lot in terms of that storytelling and how it at the best moments when it connects with what's going on on the Island at the same time. So, um, I am like impressed with the, all of those emotional beats and I don't remember like a lot of the stuff. I don't quite remember the early flashbacks of like sun and Jin and how all of this stuff, like where their story (laughs) started.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I do feel all that a lot more. Um, and it is fun to feel like you're watching a bunch of kind of little short films about that are like the son and Jim ones feel like they're, you know, sort of a Korean crime s- story. And then uh, you know, the Sawyer ones and the Kate ones are feel very like um I'm also a big Stephen King fan, so like I'm seeing a lot of the Stephen King references that from the books I've read over the years too, they come back to and and in listening to the podcast again too. Damon and Carlton do talk a lot about Stephen King's influence on loss. So Um, I'm definitely picking up a lot more of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's emotional. I mean, the music alone is just like, I just, you know, could get emotional just listening to it. So that gets me, gets me there for sure. Yeah. You know,
1: it's funny. Yeah. Because, you know, you bring that up about the flashbacks, how they're almost every character has almost kind of a different type of genre. I never really thought about it that way. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh my God, you're right. You got Sawyer with the con man kind of heist type stuff. Like you said, the Korean crime family or, and you know, the U S marshals with Kate and it is like a soap with, with opera the with
0: the wife and the right. Like the right. dad, of like, like a, doc, a medical, yeah, show it's like too, ER. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 So that, you know, and that's the thing, that's one of the reasons I haven't done it. I've been itching to do a rewatch but I I'm I'm trying to find the right time and place to do it. Um I really wanted to know Joe when you said you moved in with your girlfriend with Sarah did you move in a cabin or a hatch or just a regular <laughs> like a, um, no?
2: Yeah, it's pretty hard to find housing out here these days so we did we just kind of walked around in the woods in some where the old train lines were <laughs> and I looked for anything that was buried anything with the Largo. Um it's actually I've moved a couple times in the last couple of years and I had um when the show was originally on, I had bought all those uh, Dharma glasses. I had like bought the there was shot glass versions that I bought for like and gave them out to the group of uh, friends who I in college who we had watched like every every night we would meet up or Wednesday or whenever it was on to watch it. And so we, I gave them those as a gift. And then for myself, I had also bought a set of the pint glasses. And nice. I mentioned Axel a couple of years saying that I would send them to him because I just didn't have room for it. So I'm apologizing Axel that I never did that. That's but funny. they were kind of like lost lost in the moves. But um, we found them now. No, it's the packing this time, and so we we got like this cool liquor cabinet with all the glassware, and I, and I nice. have those in there. But I've only been revealing them to Sarah as we come across each hatch. So oh, that's like the right. Two out.
0: That, do so, you take a, a not- shot when the hatch <laughs> is there? You like? Do you pause it and go? Let's go take a shot. Here's a new one. You,
2: you got to finish the entire pint glass for the, oh, oh, damn. For the hatch. No, yeah, that's that's, that's that's what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> that's nice. I still have uh, I have the pine glasses. I only have. My wife got me the set. Like I think maybe it was like our first anniversary or something of dating or it was like way back. It was like one of the first gifts she ever gave me or maybe Christmas or something. Um and I I think I have I I think I have two left. So that's pretty good. I never got the glasses. Now I'm, I gotta go look for it, see if anyone has them. I'm sure you can get them on
1: eBay or something. Yeah, yeah, it's probably like $200 a sip.
0: Yeah. I do look for Um, them whenever I'm in, like, uh, you know, out here in Oregon, they do have tons of like flea market stores and whatever, like um, Goodwill and stuff. I always look for those lost glasses.
1: I, I do have I still have the McFarlane fig, figures and I have like I think two yeah. of each one and I'm so mad because I think it was they were coming out with a series like three because they had two series they were coming out one that was gonna be like uh, Ben in the in in like the you know in the uh, like caught in the what what is that called the donkey wheel and they were gonna do they were gonna do oh, no the they're gonna net. do Said and <laughs> Desmond they were going to do Said and Desmond. It was a lot of like season two and then they canceled it. And I was so pissed. I I, I was like, did they, did they try to, did they make them already? And then just stop production or, you know, I was so upset. Somewhere out there,
0: dude, they're Uh, out there. Like the prototypes. I bet you someone has them. Toy collectors. Come on, Todd
1: McFarlane. Give me a call.
0: They uh, solo this, this, uh, rogue toys near me they have a bunch of lost stuff. They have a ton of like lost, um, uh, figures and st- from all different lines. I think oh. you sent somebody sent me, um, the man in black. Yeah. And-, and Jacob. Yeah. I sent you that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I have that. them right here in front of me.
1: Yeah. They're, they're like the seventies style. Yeah. They're like figures. the
0: GI Joe, six million dollar yeah, man. Cool. I have a style.
1: Sawyer one. I have a Sawyer one still. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's in my kitchen. It's in my kitchen cabinet. I don't know
0: why. <laughs> I'm telling you, the reboot, re-whatever is going to, reimagining, whatever is going to happen at some point. It ha- I can't believe that they haven't done it. It's like a property that they could branch.
1: And it's I'm getting like, on the show,
0: and I'm going to do exclusive pods. You better solo. They could do so much. It's like a Marvel Universe type shit with all the time travel and all. You know what I'm saying? Like. They could oh, do a yeah. ton of different shows with it, even if it was just for streaming. But um, that's great to be able to do. Yeah, I think I'll uh, give it a couple of years. I'll do the rewatch uh, with the kid. Oh,
1: w- what I was gonna say real quick when, when Joe Bear was talking about the music and stuff, you know, and the emotion of the show. That's one of the reasons why I haven't dove back yeah. into a rewatch because I don't know how I'm gonna be affected. Because when No Place Like Home. That theme comes on at the end of season four. I tear up every frickin' five seconds during that one. Um, That just gets me. That montage when everyone's kind of... I think it was the penultimate episode where they're kind of going to their place on the island or whatever, and and that theme's playing. Ugh. So I, I I don't know I don't know emotionally. All of a sudden, I'm going to watch a few episodes. I'll be calling Alex and Miss Wendy and Anna. I'm going to be like Donald. I'm going to be like, guys, I need therapy.
0: Have you uh, Have you been crying at all yet, Joe? Or have you have you looked over and caught your girlfriend crying?
2: Um, I probably have. I'm a I'm a pretty easy cryer. I like crying a lot. Yeah. So I look, you know, for, for for shows and stuff. But with the last, it is kind of. Uh, I'm more just like smiling because I'll have these moments where I recognize or remember something that's coming and I'll like yeah. have the feelings of that moment kind of like what he's talking about that like when I, we were watching season one and I was I was just kind of like you know trudging along and each episode come up and it's the episode titles too I feel like I know so well just from podcasts mm-hmm. and things like that like mm-hmm. there's just all these things and uh but you know I just and I just all of a sudden remembered how season one ended and I was like oh my god like the raft and everything with Walt and how yeah I mean, the other thing is like watching the show was such a, a
1: pain for the experience. boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. But you know, then having to wait after that for season two was just like um, it's unbelievable to kind of think about waiting that long yeah. for those kind of uh cliffhangers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And even the, the fact that like when the show was on that they would like take weeks off in between episodes at times for the ABC scheduling. Like just remembering how much of a pain that all was, it's really nice to be able to kind of watch them one after the other.
0: Uh, how are you watching um, it? Are you watching it on, like, Blu-ray DVD streaming?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked. So I did start with Hulu, but then uh, through the library, I got the Blu-rays to, to watch. Nice. Um, physical is, media, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah, I like the physical media. It is a fun part about my job is that a lot of times it's I feel like I'm working at a movie store because, you know, we get a lot of people that come in and just check out DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, so you end up talking about movies with them that way. Uh, And for myself too, it's nice to be able to like anything I kind of want. And if it's not streaming, I can get it in a couple of days. So this is a PSA
0: for enjoying your. We got a doc, the last
1: video store, the library
0: interlibrary loans, baby. Um, Like, yeah, that's great. You know, I just read an article today that said Best Buy is considering stopping selling Blu-rays at any type of like physical media like that.
1: I thought they already did. Cause I went in there like a few months ago and they oh, got nothing.
0: Really? They got okay. The, they
1: got like new releases mm. and random stuff, but like nothing. What's like, I used to love, like even during the lost days, I know miss Wendy and people were ordering on Amazon. I still was going to like Fry's electronics or Best Buy on the day it would come out to go buy it that day. I wouldn't order it online. I was like, I'm not waiting. I want it now at eight in the morning.
0: Yeah. And I, I remember going
1: to get that. That season five Dharma set with the patches and and the videotape, like I went and there was like oh, two man. of them there, and I grabbed them. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's. in it, it, really, about five years ago is when it really got a taste of it. Was me and my wife wanted to watch? We were watching Three's Company, and I had the DVDs, but it, I only had up to like season three. So I'm like, let's go get season four. Let's go to Best Buy get season four. We can binge it. They didn't have anything you know they didn't have any old shows or anything i'm like man this is a bummer i remember the days when you could go and just Mm buy they would have at least a copy of it or two and that's when i was like i guess i gotta now everything's amazon and whatnot so
0: yeah it's um they said that yeah best buy is ending physical they said they made the decision 9 months ago which is another way of saying in this article could have done a little bit more research to just talk to solo and then they could have been like "Yeah, you may have already add, noticed that they kind of already did right um but yeah it's kind of and you know what the thing is man it's so and it's sad it's the same thing with what's happening to streaming where we have like a, a the glory days of commercial free pumping tons of money making all these scripted shows is coming to an end because of wall street and the money. And they're saying, uh, sales of DVD, DVD and Blu-ray discs have been shrinking DVD? For, DVD for years. U S <laughs> physical media revenue in the first half of 2023 dropped 28% to 754 million compared with 1.05 billion in the year or earlier period. So they're still making tons of money off of it, but they're just not making enough money off of it, right? Like that is a substantial drop, but I, I can understand. I mean, obviously, it doesn't seem like, besides folks like ourselves, you know, back in the day, you just buy someone a season of something on DVD. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was, but now, yeah, with streaming, but you can't. I bought my cousin.
1: It some a few movies and then he goes you know i haven't had a blu-ray player in like six years yeah yeah and i'm like what yeah. you don't have a blu-ray player? but it's it's happening and and eventually like you know how Yeah, have blu-ray and then of course everything's coming out in 4k are they even going to bother doing like 6k like what's the point you know yeah so
0: I don't, I don't know joe do you find that more of the people who are coming to the library and getting physical media are older or, or or are they just more into it?
2: Uh, A little of both, but yeah, I guess probably older. Because um, there yeah. are, I think, just holdouts of people who don't want to, are messing around with streaming stuff, and they are just checking it out. You know, it's a mix of people who are just wanting to get kind of older movies or catching up on TV series of things. But yeah, I would say it's mostly an older crowd. Although... Up until a couple of years ago, it was also like the children's room DVDs, just constantly mm. those get checked out so much because yeah. for kids to like go onto the shelves and it's like you're being, in a, you know, you can pick up things that look cool, get a big stack of 10 of them and they don't cost anything. Yeah. So that I think those circulated a lot, but they started almost, almost simultaneously with Disney plus coming out they had to kind of downsize the entire collection because it just wasn't going anywhere and taking up too much space because nobody, you know, you feel like those families at a certain point, like have to get Disney plus if your kids. If you have like a
0: couple kids that are all that age, it would be really hard to not have everything so accessible. That's a great point Um, with Disney plus man. I think to myself too, as uh, when Lachlan was younger, we would go to the library to encourage reading, to get him a book, we go all the time, and then I would pick up a DVD. Or, this is the other thing, is a lot of video game players, right? The library yeah. would have video games, great a great selection, and they were always checked out, and it was very popular, but also the video game systems themselves are now eliminating the drive just like Macs do, right? They don't have the disk drive anymore to so yeah. put in a blu-ray or a DVD or whatever. Oh, right? Wow. So the like I think a lot of the new Xboxes and P, the PS5, it comes, there's no drive. So you get the game digitally or not. So, or you I think you could pay a lot more money to have the drive. But I think the only thing I have, the thing I have now is a PS4 and an Xbox One. That's how I'd watch a Blu-ray. I, I don't think I watch much physical media anymore. Um, and I think maybe COVID too, right? Ha- has a hand in that. People turn to streaming because they weren't going out as much, right? They get more used to it. and right. like forces the indoctrination of it. Um, so. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I definitely
1: world. stream a lot more than I used to. Like, for example, me and my wife were watching Chuck. And I normally I would be like, oh, you want to watch Chuck? I'll buy the whole Blu-ray complete series. I'm like, oh, it's on HBO Max. I already have it. Okay. And so it, yeah. even I've changed with, I mean, I still, I went on a B, Blu-ray binge a couple of weeks ago where I bought like uh, probably like 10 or 12. BRB, Blu-ray's. Blu-ray binge. Yeah. Blu-ray binge, BRB. Uh but but I but I'm looking at streaming first before I purchase now just because especially with TV shows. Which I never would have done in the past.
0: Yep. It's a different world from where we came from, folks. You know that?
1: It is. And you know what's funny is it's Friday the 13th in October. Mm-hmm. that's what's i'm I'm getting ready for that halloween show, <laughs> yeah guys. good I, transition I I a solo oh,
0: good.
2: <laughs> yeah. nice like that. um yeah yeah i'm ready i was gonna try to do a transition um talking about we just got to in season two and ben's and ben's in a hatch or henry gale as he's called in uh at that part of the show. Um, and say and that I, I rewatched watched Saw 1 recently where he's in Saw. I don't know if you guys have seen that recently, but that was going to be my Halloween transition. Ooh, oh, baby, sorry. sorry so, the, so, oh, that's okay. It was, you know, uh, Joe Bear,
1: it's, it's, it's just, you know, sometimes I got it, sometimes I don't.
0: Tom I enjoy Exactly. That's, that's don't. what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Halloween. It's October thirteenth. Now I am really in the Halloween mood. We did a great uh, show with Trey last week. She brought it. Mm-hmm. We talked about the scary and the spooky and the fun. And actually, after being a little bit sick, and I haven't been building Lego lately because I gotta, I gotta have, I gotta be inspired. You know what I'm saying? I have to, feel, I have to feel creative. And I was kind of. St- feeling sick and tired but last night i got i went downstairs sat down i created some bone benches some benches <laughs> made of le- of bones and i did uh, what i usually do is when i'm going to create something like that you think you're just making a bench but i got to make like 5 different types to see which one i like i don't usually save them all but i take pictures and i settled on something just very a, a very discrete kind of almost backbone, just one, like instead of like most benches have like two sides of them, right? Like you have the seat, the back, and then the things on each side that hold the bench up. But I just kind of put that down the center so it's like a spine that holds the bones together. Yeah, baby. So in Sounds that- really oh. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a skeleton sitting on it, so.
2: Wait, are you talking about, about Legos or real life?
0: Yeah. Or real? Yeah, so Lego has Ooh. two separate type of bones, little small bones that they have for the dogs, right? Yeah. and like yeah. Th- for animals or whatever in different sets and then they do for like the halloween sets and other stuff they do have big long bones and so what i did is i took four of them and just kind of made them into a bench so you can sit on it but it's made of bones
1: now Axel, i mean i'm i'm not the only legos i really remember <laughs> of you know when i was a kid maybe but now is all the pieces like square rectangles or do they do different
0: types? Oh, you like- dude, no. There are literally hundreds if not thousands of different pieces and it's insane. I know I told you. I spent 2 months sorting all my pieces and for a certain extent you have to be like, okay, that go that's like a belongs to this group, but it can become like mind numbing of how you sort and what kind of different pieces. And that's the fun of it is like using weird, different pieces re- to represent different things. And yeah, I, okay. you know, I love it, man. I spent, it took me, I spent like three hours making these little benches. It was super fun. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I, I had to put some pictures. I keep on saying, I'll put some pictures of stuff on the Facebook page. Maybe one day I'll actually do it. But, um, yeah, bone benches. So
2: Joe, I was like, Oh, I always yeah. like your, your Lego post. just want to put that out there. I oh, okay. It.
0: Thank you. Thanks. But yeah. I don't. I don't. Oh, thanks, Solo.
2: No, I'm just kidding.
0: I know you do. Um, I, I was know kind you're of hoping that you were
2: digging around in the woods for bones
0: to make benches out of though. No, oh, no. Yeah,
2: that, that would be more the theme of.
1: Yeah, uh, if we were doing Mine Hunter Pod or something,
0: I don't know. That's that might be something I will be doing because this morning Lachlan came up to me and said, "Hey, Dad, it's Friday the thirteenth. Can I watch the first Friday the thirteenth with my friend over, like whatever, the Alexa? Like they're just gonna like you know, or FaceTime or whatever, and like watch the movie together? Because his friend oh, wow. is a little bit far away in the other town we moved from, and I was like, No, you're not watching." Cause that for, to me, the first Friday, the 13th, even though Jason is only spoiler alert is only in it at the very, very end when he jumps up out of the water, you know, and you see his fucked up face, right? Um, yep. it is by far the scariest because even when Jason appear, maybe two or three is pretty scary too, but I just feel the mom, she was insane. And that yeah. to me is the most vicious and scariest of all the hot, of all the Friday the 13th.
1: No, it is. And then like Kevin Bacon gets speared from below the bed, I believe through his throat. Yeah. 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 is a big, pretty kill scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I that is, I think the best one and probably my favorite, I do like three a lot.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: um, three is where Jason gets the hockey mask for the first time and it really captures the, um, and you just get the feel like even the, the cast of counselors and stuff are really good. Like the chubby guy and it's just a really good, uh, group. And three really hits it on because in two, he still wears he wears like a sack over his.
0: Yeah, head. he wears the sack. Yep. Yep. They're like <laughs> yeah. the potato so, sack.
1: Yeah. So it's funny that, you know, it took till three until he did the hockey mask, um which, which is pretty iconic when you think about it. And then you got the, the Corey Feldman one, I believe. Is that four? I think four.
0: It's a new um, beginning. It's Friday the 13th.
1: Yeah, I think that's part four. five. Oh, is it five?
0: Four is the final chapter.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, Corey Feldman. Then they This do, is when they do Tom. Uh, when they do Tommy.
1: Tommy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that one. That one's really good. Um, that's a really good one with the Corey Feldman one, and then the next two kind of. I'm actually around Halloween. I I, I get back to watching private So I I've gotten through six. So I think uh, this weekend I'm going to start seven and then I've never seen any after seven. uh, So I haven't seen Jason takes Manhattan or Jason (laughs) in space or whatever, Uh, but I'm going to watch them. I'm going to watch because I have the box set and there's a documentary I've been waiting to watch, but I want to watch the movies first again is uh, the Camp Crystal Lake documentary. Crystal Lake <laughs> Memories, I think it's called, where they bring back all living cast yeah. members, interview them and stuff. So I still have that doc to watch, but I, I really want to watch all the movies first. And then I actually liked the – I don't know if, Joe Bear, have you seen the, when they did the, the reboot with one of the supernatural
2: actors and Amanda
1: no, Righetti from The Mentalist?
2: I didn't I didn't see that. Friday the 13th okay. is not the one that I've seen the I've probably seen that the least of like the major okay. Okay. franchises, but I um but I'm trying to trying to catch up and, and watch the rest of this because I have the
1: haven't... reboot movie is really good and I'm surprised right. they didn't go further. But it's re it's actually, I'm thinking it's like the probably the fourth or fifth best of the franchise. I mean, you get a lot of them that aren't that great, but they're just fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I, what are you I'm laughing sorry at?
0: i'm just laughing because while you're talking i'm kind of looking through the friday the 13th movies and it turns out that Corey feldman was actually you were right he was in part four and then he comes back for part five
1: yeah they in five they just show uh, yeah. uh a uh, flashback yeah. of him
0: in the woods in the rain oh it is four okay That's right. Yeah, that's when he has like the supernatural powers, right? Where he can kind of four is
1: fantastic. Four is because that might be the best one.
0: Jason is supposed like he is imbued with like these supernatural powers, and then later he becomes this supernatural insane creature when the lightning strikes him. Right? Remember when he puts six? Okay, in the rod, and then that's where they kind of solidify. And they tried to actually explain why he's still alive, (laughs) right?
1: Right. Going to space.
0: They had to kind of like double up on it. Like not only is he supernatural, which we talked about with Tommy and having ESP and all this crazy shit, but then he got struck by lightning like Frankenstein. So, um, but I was laughing because it said, I was looking on Google is Friday the 13th part two inappropriate full frontal nudity of a woman who goes skinny dipping close-ups of the backside of women in short shorts, a shot of a woman's nipples poking through her sweater and scenes of characters before and after having sex. Okay. That's not too bad actually. Right.
1: That's not, sounds, sounds like, like a day in the car
2: wash. Yeah. It's the shot list. I think from bikini car wash. I think it is.
0: <laughs> oh are gosh. Right. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. But, um, which Friday the 13th is the goriest? the kill count, but that doesn't mean anything. How many people die that see, that's when it became kind of stupid was like, who dies more? How many people are dead? And like Freddie or what was your, if, if Friday the 13th, wasn't your favorite, what was your favorite of these? uh so, Joe?
2: Yeah, I like, I, I like the Halloween ones. I just, um, I watched all those last year, uh, and I'm doing, uh, I keep on uh, nightmare on Elm street right now. We've been, we've been going through those, um, cause those I have seen, but not, not in order. A lot of them I haven't really seen in order. So it's, I like going through it in a series like that. Um, yeah. so I reached probably for Halloween first, but I've been enjoying the nightmare on Elm street ones too. And I'm excited to get to some of those later ones.
0: Cause it, that, I haven't seen, um, how many were then, there in, how many nightmare on Elm street were there? I think there's like maybe seven. I'm, I'm looking up.
1: I got the I got the box set. I haven't opened it in five years, but I got it.
0: How many Freddy uh, Kruegers? Nine films, a television, and a the fr- television series. Remember the T? But the Freddy t-
1: Night, Freddy's Nightmares, baby. Yeah,
0: and they did the Friday the Thirteenth TV series, which had nothing to do with Friday the Thirteenth. Remember, it was right. like a couple yeah. that owned like an occult bookstore or something. Do you remember that? Did you ever see that? Oh Joe? yeah.
2: No, I don't know that.
0: Yeah, it was like um, it was a syndicated show. I you think were
1: it, probably in diapers or not born yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. So the films were That's night fine. beginning Nightmare on Elm Street, nineteen eighty four, oh, ending goodness. with well, really, Freddy's dead. The final Nightmare ninety one. Then they came back again in ninety four with the new Nightmare. Then oh, Freddy versus yeah. Jason in 2003, which, which so funny, Ronnie, Yu directed that he actually is a, he was a Hong Kong director and he ended up doing like bride of Chucky and Freddie versus all these yeah. horror movies. He did that kangaroo Kung Fu movie back in the day. Um, I can't remember the name of It's like, what is that called? Warrior? Yeah, then they rebooted Virtue a nightmare on
1: Elm street.
0: Yeah, they did. I'm sorry. It, no, you're absolutely right. In 2010. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it has been 13, 14 years since they've made a nightmare on Elm street movie. You know, I think it's, Oh, it'll
1: come back. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it, it could come back, but they they ended up making way more Friday the 13th movies. There's like, Holy cow. I think there's like well, 13 of them. There's a lot of them.
1: Freddy, there's Freddy versus Jason, right? Is yes. That, did I make that up? Or there no,
0: yeah, Freddy 2003. Versus... <laughs> yeah, Ronnie U. Oh, that's Freddy right. versus yeah. Jason. And then they did 2009 Friday the 13th solo. That's the one you're talking about.
1: That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, because yep. there's this Jared shot Beleck, of Jason. Padalecki. Yeah, Jared. There's a shot of Jason standing on a roof of a house. It is freaking awesome. He's just standing there larger than life and it's freaking
0: awesome (laughs) you know my dad used to take me to these movies and i saw a lot of the a lot of them in uh the movie theater if you can believe it um not the original i think the first one i probably saw was like the final chapter like night in 1984 when i was like 10 but jason was my favorite just because it was he they were, I, I kind of liked the way there wasn't too much of a story, but then I kind of, I, I kind of got into the ESP Tommy weird stuff and also nightmare on Elm street fucking freaked me out. Freddy Krueger actually scared me. Jason never scared me. The Friday 13th movies never scared me, but I think the like not being able to sleep and having nightmares, that's kind of a scary concept, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Especially like in the first, when the idea of, yeah, drinking coffee or taking, they're taking like the pills to try to stay awake and yeah. the idea that you can't fall asleep is, and I think because everyone can kind of relate to that, like no matter where you're living too it's sort of a, anybody who's watching that, or even if you just see a little clip of it as a kid, it's sort of something that can stick with you. Yes, definitely. Um, the, the practical effects in those are so good. It's, yeah, it'll, that's the kind of stuff too. When you see that, like it just makes your, even now I, I just prefer that so much. I mean, you know, we, we obviously talk about this a lot, but prefer all of that. It's, it's, such, it's fun to go back and watch these movies and, and get to experience all that kind of effects and so much better than anything CG and the stuff that usually takes me out of most modern horror.
0: Yes, I totally agree. What did you think of the newer Halloween series that David Gordon green and Danny McBride did that with, um, yeah. what did you think of those?
2: i i didn't hate them actually i i uh the first one the 2018 one i thought was really good I, I you know i definitely approach remakes like that as just um not really trying to compare it to the original but i mean i think i think horror specifically as a genre to the reboots is kind of fun because they can kind of there's a sort of a low standard in terms of how good it can be but for me if it's like especially what's coming out in the fall especially if it's just like a, I like going to the theater to see a good horror movie, even if it's not the best movie on its own or compared to other movies. Right. It's like a it's a different scale. So um those I, I enjoyed. I thought the 2018 was pretty brutal and pretty intense. Like I saw it when it first came out Um and then I saw another theater had like maybe a year or two after it came out, did a double feature with the original one with that one. Um And. I just, it was a lot more like brutal and intense in terms of the killings and stuff. And I thought, and you know, you get cool mu- moments with the music and enough stuff there. Um, the second one is a lot goofier uh, and I don't think works as well. And then the third one, Halloween Ends, I thought was pretty, Was it's very different. I don't know if either of you guys saw that, but um, I it took a kind of a weird angle on it. I, I did. I, um,
0: yeah. I've, I saw yeah. all of them. Yeah. What, what do you think about them? I was disappointed. I liked, I really liked the yeah. way the first one, what is, what is it again? Uh, Halloween. What do they call them? Just Halloween. Halloween.
2: The first one is just called that. Oh, right. Halloween, and then then Halloween, Halloween kills, kills and Halloween, ends.
0: Halloween ends. Okay. Yeah. So I liked the take and I, and I liked the way the first one was shot. I thought it was more true to Carpenter style. I 100%. like
1: hundred percent,
0: yeah, and I like the whole the music. I like the scene in the beginning when he escapes and everything, I, and I really was enjoying mm-hmm. it. But it you're the the directions they went in and this need to make it about Jamie Lee Curtis's character so much, yeah, was a kind of a I felt was like a narrative turnoff to me because. I, I just felt like they kind of beat you over the head with that. But then also, all this horrible shit kept on happening to her, right? like it Like, <laughs> it wasn't exactly fulfilling for me. I didn't see how it was fulfilling. Like, by the end of it, I'm supposed to feel like she's vanquished him. But basically, he ruined her entire life. You know what I mean? That's all her life has been about is him, right? And what happened. So, I just felt it was... It didn't, it, it neither reached the scary thing to me, nor the meaningful, like it was trying to. And just in general, David Gordon Green as a director leaves me baffled because sometimes I think he can do funny, um, great, like even heartwarming movies and some nice serious movies too. Like, I don't know if you ever saw, I guess it's called like a the two-hander where it's what's Paul Rudd. And I can't remember who else it was when he's they're Like they're like working uh, a day on the road or something. I've got to find the name of this movie, but then he makes movies like this, which I feel are just kind of there's, there was no heart in the in the two subsequent movies. It's like they were trying desperately to care about what they were making. Um, And this new exorcist is not supposed to be any good either. And what I, from what I've heard, it's going. They're doing a lot of like re. They're gonna again try to reimagine it, you know, and then loosely connect. I did see it. the new one. What did you the, think uh, of that? The Exorcist well, one. Uh,
2: yeah, I. I, It's um, kind of like the Halloween ones. Like, there's a he's, uh, he's definitely a good horror filmmaker in a lot of ways. Like, in the editing is really cool. Especially this movie is is uh, very good. I. i know but very good but it's pretty good for the first like two thirds the setup is really cool and they do a very slow transition to the spooky stuff so that in like each little detail of what happens to the girls getting possessed is focused on which makes it uh an enjoyable watch because you don't quite know when things are going to get too too real um but by the end it's it's just they try to fit way too much in there there's like way too many people uh mm. that you're trying to focus on and weird side characters that feel a little bit like they're there to have something to pull from for the sequels that i think they're already were attached to right i think that they were signed up to make three movies Yep. if it does decent yeah so there is a lot of extra stuff there that feels like it's setting it up
0: whereas oh I no they already it did it joe this there was a big yeah. to do that they they paid for three sequel for three movies okay like yeah. they signed everyone for it yeah
2: so when it starts, I don't know. I was kind of there's a lot of cool setup to it. Some good fall, like you know, all I need is some orange leaves going down the sidewalk and some you know, that's the Halloween <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm I'm in enough. And and it and it was pretty good, but it just uh, I, they just try to do a little bit too much, I think it, and end up not doing really anything. And then um, there is like that little like extra layer of like computer effects over things that would have been perfectly scary if it was just an actress doing the stunt, but it's, it feels like there's that glossy layer, um, which just kind of pisses me off. So, um, it's a little bit weird like that. Like, I don't think you'll really like it. It's not, it's not a, a complete waste of time though. If you're looking for a scary
0: movie to see, um, Damn, that stinks. That movie I was thinking about is Prince Avalanche. If you get a chance, David Gordon Green, it's with Emile Hirsch and Paul Rudd, and it's fucking fantastic. It's just like two guys working on a roadway in 1988 just talking to each other, and it's just a great movie. Um, But anyway, that's sad about The Exorcist because the original Exorcist, that shit was always classically scary. Uh, You can't say anything bad about that one.
2: Yeah. I mean the thing about that too though is that's so kind of singular with that feeling. Like to set yourself up making an exorcist movie that's gonna be like that, I feel like you would need just a really a different kind of director with a really strong vision to just do one in specific you know, because this is this does definitely feel like it's trying to fit like please those fans, but also just be a two thousand twenty-three horror movie in terms of the way it looks and feels. Like yeah. it doesn't feel old the way the exorcist always will. You know, it doesn't uh there's just not that layer of of creepiness that you get from watching something that was made in the 70s right
0: yeah and it's a and you know what if if fan service kills one thing in particular it's horror because it totally takes you out that's what i felt with the halloween ones too is like i felt like i was almost watching like some like kind of weird recreation of a movie instead of a movie Mm -hmm. you know and that it's felt it just feels like a movie once removed in some sense where I'm not really, I'm supposed to know I'm watching it, not be a part of it. Does that, does that make any sense? You know, it just feels too. That's why I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't care about fan service really in anything. I don't need hell. If they come out with a new loss, they don't need to have any of the, Oh, I don't need to see shit. I just need it to be a good story. And I think that's the problem with all of a sudden you get known, it's like with Blumhouse, where I thought that they did a lot of good stuff, and now I feel like they don't. I feel like a lot of their stuff is cheesy. Um, Every once in a while they do something interesting, but I think with horror you've got to come off like authentic, you know, and really scare the shit out of people in a way that they didn't expect. Um, did we uh do we want to talk a little bit about some other other great horror movies besides the slasher well, can movies? Can I comment? Yeah, I Solo, comment
1: from Halloween. Uh, I mean, yeah, baby, I want to hear it. I mean, <laughs> am I just voice candy on this pod, or am I here? To the... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you are voice. You candy. You like that voice candy? Get that? You know? Like um, that. no, no, I, I, I haven't seen this. The halloween kills or halloween ends um i did see the first one and i liked the first one because i felt it kind of went back to like you were mentioning about how john carpenter did the first couple of halloweens so and, and it just it felt very like all right this is simple but it's doing what the first couple did um but yeah and they mentioned gary hogable and it wasn't for being a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. It was for being on survivor. But I, I thought I, I, I heard it in the back. I'm like, did they just say Gary Hogaboom? And they, it's kind of funny. Um, Oh, I remember. But that. with the new Halloween's, they basically got basically said the other ones after really after two don't exist because when they did H2O and they brought Jamie mm-hmm. Lee back, which I liked, I liked that one. And then of course, the whole thing with Halloween resurrection and they beheaded her, uh, in the first scene, I guess she didn't want to do the movie or, but she was obligated to. So they just killed her off in the first scene. Um, so it, that's kind of interesting. And last year I went back and I, I watched, t- I think one, two, f- four, five, and six. Cause I had never seen the Paul Rudd one that he was in, uh, yeah. which, you know, th- they're not the greatest, but, it's 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 interesting i i enjoy them
0: how Uh, how did you like the season of the witch one that had nothing to do with trey i've
1: never watched that one okay i've never mm -hmm. seen it i'm watching it this because i've i've owned it for many a year um i'm gonna watch that's gonna be my halloween my main halloween movie this
2: season you're gonna like it because i
1: i do want to see three um because i remember seeing a little bit of it with some masks as a kid i don't quite remember it so i'm gonna definitely check that out um but i've never seen the rob zombie halloweens are they any
0: good um i remember seeing his remake of the redo or reimagining of the first one and thinking similarly to the even though the david gordon green one is takes is like after i think rob zombie was trying to redo it but yeah they stole i mean they they did a lot of the the sliding camera stuff, the the that one that was an interesting film for Carpenter because I think it's maybe his most well shot film, but he does a lot of moving the camera, but a lot a lot also of just sticking it there on a tripod, and letting things happen in the frame that you have. Like when Jason, well Jason, when Michael Myers is like standing behind the bush and they just hold that shot forever. And then all of a sudden you just see him and you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> <Right>? Like it's <laughs> really? yeah. he does. That is some, and they kind of copy that camera work, but it wasn't great. I mean, I think you got to do something new and different, you know, and, and try to frighten people in a new way. That's why even more recently, when I think about like the paranormal activity movies, like that first one was really good. I thought that they had a, something good. Once they redid it like a billion times, it's not, fun anymore but the first one really scared the shit out of me paranormal activity like i am right now no (laughs) no comment never
2: saw the paranormals i was leaving voice a little room for a little ghost voice to come in and be on the recording when you listen back later (laughs) (laughs) those are great
0: movies did you like those joe
2: um i haven't seen them all i did see the first one and i do like i I don't know if you would consider. That. I guess that's considered found footage ish, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of like that
0: security cam slash found footage, right?
2: Yeah, and I like you know movie like that where it's a sort of the constraint of the idea is what makes it good because mm-hmm. they have to come up with ideas that will work with that setup. Um, I think that that makes it good, and also like the fact that we see those kind of screens and, and footage a lot in like our regular lives is the kind of thing that comes up as a right. as a horror reference all the time which is another way i think original halloween works well like you were saying with just like somebody standing behind a bush so like these really simple ideas that can be kind of come up in everyday life and remind you of the movie i feel like that's what makes these movies last a while and paranormal yeah. activity is a good good example i guess of somebody was going to make that movie at some point so it's good that they got ahead of it right
0: yeah i mean i think it's i think it really works because when you think about that kind of like security cam footage or whatever you really think of it just being endlessly boring, right? Like you're just fast-forwarding until you hit something. Oh, a little something happens. Then nothing happens. So they kind of lull you into submission when you're like, oh, and then it just kind of freaks you out. Um,
1: It also kind of... I'm sorry. That movie Quarantine with with Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. See, I thought if they just made that a regular movie and not a found footage, it would have been better. Like, uh, cause you know, a lot of times in those found footage movies, you have the stupid commentary by the cameraman.
0: Yeah. And the shake. And it just too. like,
1: it takes you out of it. Cause it's like, all right, you know, but I was like, this movie would have been great without the freaking it being a found footage. movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And of course Blair, Witch. you can't, I mean, I think that that still stands as a super freaky, very scary movie oh i'll always remember the first time i saw it i think it i mean this the subsequent sequels and stuff they were i don't think any of them were any good but that original one idea like you talk with just one concept really works for that movie
1: especially in the 90s when we thought a lot of people thought it was real like you didn't Yeah. There was a little presence online but everyone wasn't online. Um yeah. but to be honest, I I didn't see it till about 10 years ago. I finally watched it. And I tried to put myself back in the 90s and whatever and I, I you know, I really liked it. Um I wish I would have seen it in the 90s and got more of a you know, that feel of oh my god, is this real or not? I mean, I know it's not real, but the way they did it, it really you know i i i don't know how it would play nowadays someone watching it for the first time but i was able to put myself back in
0: that time and kind of enjoy it in that way yeah nowadays it would be like um a mysterious tiktok is left on the internet <laughs> and, it, well, and somebody viewed it or if you view this <laughs> instagram reel story you will be transported into hell I know this isn't Halloween-based, but have you guys watched
1: those two movies? Um, shit, what are they called? It's the one where it doesn't take place with real footage, is just on the computer. and uh, There's one with, oh, what the hell are they called? Um, these This du- d- director duo. One just came out on Netflix. Um,
0: I know what you're talking about. With John Chu, right?
2: Yeah, that first Unfriended? one. is Unfriended?
0: Like the- unfriended is one I, I,
2: well, Yeah, yeah like, missing missing is like yes. the newer one right yeah yeah the, um and then the first one was called
0: i don't know something else like that
1: yeah yeah i, I actually enjoyed those
0: did you guys enjoy
2: those or uh
0: i, I thought the first one i saw was i think that's unfriended i thought was 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 pretty good is that okay that because that's a straight up horror movie the other one is called searching With John Chu. Yeah, Yeah, where it takes place on, that's on Netflix. But I think the original one you're thinking of is Unfriended. And it was one of the first uh, movies to play uh, in a horror movie that plays out completely on the computer screen.
1: I thought the John Chu, no, the John Chu one is the one where his daughter goes missing. Yes,
0: yeah, that's Searching.
1: Okay, and then what's the new one missing? The the new one with the African American Act? Oh, I think that's where yeah, her. Where mom goes missing. Megan something.
0: is missing. Is that I what think it is? just missing. Searching then
2: missing. Okay, searching missing. missing. Yeah, <laughs> I liked missing that. Makes
0: sense, Joe. Searching and missing. They're just one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: I li- I liked both of those a lot
0: actually. Yeah, they're. I mean, I think things like that can be fun, you know. But yeah. nothing beats. That's the just a great story and um, the traditional horror for me, I like, and we're getting back to like the Blair Witch types, I really attract to like that folk horror stuff, right? Like the evil has been yeah. around for generations, you know, or like just people accept it. And that's why I have to bring up one of my favorite all time horror movies in American Werewolf in London. I fuck it. I still love this. And I recently rewatched it. That movie is still freaky. What a great cast that just the idea that they're just like hanging out the whole thing with the nurse, him running around. I just think that's a pretty much a perfect movie. And still, it probably is my favorite scary movie. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. You a fan solo? You a fan? Uh oh. Sorry, I was unmuted. <laughs> solo, solo was <laughs> muted. Sorry, Solo.
1: You know, I've never, I've never, I've seen American Memorial a long time ago, and I remember not liking it. I have to revisit it. Whoa! I have a feeling I'd like it a lot now. Whoa. Okay. Because so I saw it when I was like eight, and I, I don't know if I understood it or didn't really like. I was like, ooh, they're backpacking at the beginning. It's just yeah. great, and then it got a little weird, but. Maybe it's just me. i definitely going to have to go back to it.
0: Oh, man. But you're a fan, Joe, of American Werewolf in London.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I saw it a couple of years ago on a on the big screen. I, I'm lucky enough where I am that there's a lot of repertory theaters that will show older stuff. So whenever I see, like, especially like an old horror movie or something, I try to jump on that opportunity to see it that way if I haven't seen it. Um, and it was great. It was good with the crowd, too. Like, people were really into it and really, like, and that extra level of excitement around it. Um, I remember I def- the first thing I think of is those dream sequences. I feel like there's in that sort of dread at the beginning. Oh
0: um, God. Yeah. And like the, the Nazi Glenn. vampire yeah. creature thing. And yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. They really, yeah. Rick Baker did all the, the special effects and everything. And it's just fantastic. And when Griffin Dunn comes back and he's like, I'm dead. This is what I like his yeah. skins coming off and everything. And oh my God, man. Uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, oh man, I almost said Hustler. Solo, you got to <laughs> see, I'm so used to saying Hustler, you got to watch this. You got to go, you, you and Lady Solo should sit down one night and watch an American world because it is a great movie. Like just straight up, it is a very well-made film. The shots, the editing, the acting—just a great cast. One of my favorite. Yeah, I got
1: to go back to it.
0: Jenny yeah. A. Gutter. I I don't know if I pronounce her name right, but she was in so many movies, like in the seventies and eighties. Um, she was actually in the Avengers too, uh, but she's been in a ton of stuff. But she was like, you know, super popular back in the day, and she's quite striking. She plays the nurse. An American well, werewolf
1: always like a good nurse.
0: Yeah. I know you do solo. Um, solo. How about you? You know, we've talked what you got one for us.
1: Well, I mean, we mentioned it already, but the one that still scares me the most, um, is the exorcist. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: that movie just cause it seems so real. Uh, and it's like, It it almost feels like, yeah, it's just something about that 70s look and just the time The Exorcist gets me. And I I think that's a fantastic film. I saw it. I was, God, it must have been like 20 years ago. They they put it back in the theater with some new footage, like her coming down the stairs and they added some stuff. And I saw it in the theater and I was like, I was enjoying it, but so many people were laughing. And it really, and it was just like, yeah. And I'm like, it really took me out of it. I'm like, why the hell are you, you know? And I think a lot of people, especially around the early two thousands to prevent themselves from getting scared, they laugh in order to, Oh, that's, you know, that couldn't happen or that's weird. Cause they don't want to just let it in. And I was ready there with my cousin, Kevin, and we're just ready to let it in and just get scared, you know, and just go back and again it's like going back like I would love to go back in time to the 70s and watch Jaws watch The Exorcist for the first time with people who weren't used to that you know and people are so used to everything now that it's kind of tough to scare people in a the theater I mean you'll get your jump scares and whatnot, but it's it doesn't seem as much as we've become more aware of things and have seen so many damn movies now and so many different types and where back in the you know 70s, the experience of a movie like that would change people's lives, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you find that when you go into your theaters that you talked about, Joe? People laughing yeah, at it's scary movies? <laughs>
2: yeah. It's something I have a lot of thoughts on, depending on what the movie is and what the laughter, what the, uh, the uh, movie theater etiquette is at the time. But yeah, it can be pretty annoying. but. It's especially for something like that. I think because I think there's something to what you guys are talking about in terms of like we've seen so much other horror since then and especially a lot of bad stuff that was kinda of, that is laughable. So it is a kind of a reaction to laugh at that stuff. And I think with the exorcist specifically too, where some of the horror is coming from hearing these things coming out of a little girl's mouth. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been, it's been like parodied so much by now that like, you can't help but sort of chuckle at it. Cause yeah. it's unexpected, but you've also seen a million exorcist parodies and stuff like that. So it, it kind of triggers a, this is like a, a goofy thing that she's, she's saying that, but I, I still think it, especially like when I, last time I watched it, I think it was just alone at home, that kind of thing at night. So that stuff was effective because it, for the same reason where it kind of comes out of nowhere Um, but I can see, I could see people laughing at it. Um, the most recent thing I think I can remember people laughing. I was, was when I went to see talk to me, uh, which I know you talked about with Trey. Yeah. Um, And that was like really, I was really glad I saw that in the theater because even though there was a bunch of teenagers and stuff laughing behind me, um, which is kind of fun. I don't know. I I sort of enjoy getting to go to see movies on opening weekends and having like a big mix of people there. Because it it does feel like if you're going on like the opening Thursday or something, the people that are there do want to be there. Like they're excited for it. And um, there's that kind of energy there. But even despite the group of people laughing behind me, it did seem to start off kind of like what you were saying, Heath, where it's like they're uncomfortable with it. And then it did kind of change from that sort of laughter and a genuine them like being scared and that kind of nervous. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Which was that fun because that is movie just, just, the sound and everything with that movie and it does just enough twists where like you think you know what's going to happen and it doesn't do that so people yep. can not be like oh yeah, do you know? Because that's the worst when you're in a movie and you can predict what's happening and then your the predictions are all right and the whole audience just you just you can feel the audience get like lost in and be like all right we can just make fun of this movie now because it doesn't it's it's the stupid to us but when a movie like tricks everybody like that it's it's cool i feel like there's a sort of level of respect that a good movie can can earn back yeah um and that one was definitely one of those i thought that was a really effective uh scary movie i, I miss the theater experience the way it kind of used to be not
1: to it just felt if you know and occasionally you do get it now but like I remember when I watched hand that rocks the cradle in like 92 or whatever, everyone was at the edge of the seat at the end, you know? And I remember when I watched seven, I was just that, you know, everyone in the theater was just like, what the hell's going on? And, you know, and, and, and even fight club and, and you know, and, and now it, it seems like I go and it, it, I'm not getting the same. Uh, you know, it depends on the crowd. And like yeah. you said, I bet you opening night is better opening weekend because I have a tendency to go a week or two later. So it's not as, you know, sometimes I, unfortunately all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, a bunch of old people here. All right. They're 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 just going to be talking loud and not realizing it and not knowing what's going on on the yeah. screen versus that fun crowd. And, um, so, you know, it, it, it's hit or miss sometimes. Um, but like when we saw James Bond, uh the last one no time to die like i was like a kid in a candy store like it, the action and everything i was just enjoying it uh and then when i went with i got kind of that experience going to marvel movies on opening weekend when i used to go with glenn the first like five yeah, or six that i went yeah. with him that was a lot of fun because you had the fandom there and they yeah. are clapping or clapping cheering and then they're like when when something happens that's a nod to the diehard fan that only comic book readers would know something like I enjoyed, even though I didn't know, I enjoyed, I could see him like, oh, okay, that must be something. And I'm smart enough to figure it out. And, uh, but, but it was, it, you know, those were fun experiences. Uh, you know, and I had never seen anyone clap at a movie like during the movie. Then when I was with Glenn, he's like clapping and, and cheering. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. He's a little kid again, and he's seeing what he wished he could see as a kid. Now, as an adult, they finally have the technology to do this, these things. So, I mean, th- those experiences with him, I had, a, and my wife, we would go and with a couple other friends and just have a really good time. And I, I, I do kind of miss that. Uh, but you know, the Marvel movies recently haven't been, haven't been really eager to see, unfortunately. But back to horror. Sorry. Yeah.
0: No, but you make you make a good point. I think it does depend also the audience, what kind of theater you're going to, you know? I think if you yeah. if you're going to just like the regular multiplex, you're going to get a lot more kids, a lot more like maybe people who don't particularly want to be there but they brought someone who does, right? Um right, right. you know, you, you you just get a different mix of people. I guess the last time I went to kind of a more specialty theaters when i went i guess it was like four or five years ago to 2001 here in portland and man everyone was so reverent and like there was you know i mean they were like just like me tears when Hal gets turned off you know what i'm saying like people were just really into them and then i talking to guys in line who were like i went to the premiere um yeah and, you know, that kind of stuff, you can, you really feel like you were talking about Joe being at the library, be able to kind of like have that video store feel. You get that feeling of like you're talking about movies. Um, But, hey, one of the best experiences in my life was seeing aliens. And it was like mm-hmm. in this hot theater in the middle of summer in Long Beach Island. Kitchen? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, hot check kitchen. And uh, that was amazing. And it was all kids and like you're talking about Joe sometimes people start watch when and you feel the progression of the film take hold on them right where they're like laughing at first or yeah. talking then all of a sudden they're into it and then they're like oh my god you know and like yeah. it all kind of changes um as time goes on but I really do think this is a good time for horror movies that I mean just in the past couple years some of the most inventive and interesting films that I've seen have been horror movies. Um and Talk to Me is fantastic, man. If if anyone's looking for a new Halloween horror movie, yeah, you should check it out because that is scary and it really it feels very real. Um Ooh, great acting. Yeah, well, talk to me? Talk yeah. to me you said? Yeah, Talk to me. All right. It's also,
2: it's kind of like the thing. I don't know. When I saw the, tra- I had heard a lot of hype about it, um, that it was a really scary movie and it was, um, freaking people out. But then like, when I saw the trailer, I was, didn't necessarily think it was the coolest idea for a movie. But when you're actually watching the movie, I think that they, the way they explain that, like mythology around the yes. head. it, it you just got to really go into cool. it.
0: D- Joe, that's yeah. a good point. Don't watch the trailer. Don't read about it. just because it is better than it sounds
2: yeah and it's, it's better and it's than a kind of trailer like too i like a movie like that where you're sitting through watching and you're thinking like oh i was wrong and then you're trying to think of ways that you can like what is this like or what is this it's yeah. definitely one of those movies where i was thinking of like oh man this is and, and just for that you kind of feel like it's the movie you come out of texting people saying you got to see this um just because it is different enough and, and a cool idea I it's a uh, in that movie too, like the whole cast is Australian pretty much. So it's nice to not know who's going to live or die. Like you don't know who's a star and who's exactly. not. It's just sort of feels like real
0: kids coming across something. Yeah, it did. It felt very, yeah, it feels very authentic and that helps. Is it too. streaming anywhere? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't it, know. It's I,
2: available. I don't know if it's free or anything.
0: Yeah. No, you can buy it at this point, but I saw it through other means.
2: Heath, you can put them um, on your local Burbank library and get right over there
0: yeah seriously uh, the well yeah you can stream on everything but it you can it's 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 yeah you have to rent it okay I don't mind spending the money yeah it's it's definitely worth it it's a scary one but yeah there there's good ones there's been some some good horror movies that have come out recently and not all of them are super scary I do want to. I do want to mention. I didn't get a chance last time when Trey and I was were uh, were chatting, but I have to tell you that I think one of the most fun Halloween movies to come out in recent memory is Adam Sandler in Hubie Halloween on Netflix. <laughs> I think this yeah. movie. Did either of you watch this movie? nah I did yeah yeah all right Joe what'd you think of Hubie Halloween isn't it great I had one of one of Axel's funny
2: cigarettes and watched that movie Uh, oh nice it it was good but that was also they filmed a bunch of it in Salem up here so I kind of wanted to see for that um and yeah it was you know it was uh exactly what you think it was going to be right it's like a almost like the an earnest Halloween movie essentially just like a goofy character and coming across these things but I was a fan of just like Halloween decorations and anything with that kind of vibe, uh, I give it a lot more leeway than I give a regular movie, right? So, yeah, I remember it being fun, it was remember, fun, remember a lot of it, but it was fun.
0: It's basically like if Water Boy was on halloween right oh, he's playing oh, that see, same I couldn't, I couldn't handle that oh, Okay, <laughs> that's no, not pissed. my oh, yeah i love that <laughs> that's kind of that that's kind of what it is i'm human halloween yes that's oh, exactly god. what it is solo <laughs> oh, okay yeah that's not for solo uh, uh. <laughs> oh my god all right guys what else we got we've been chatting for a while you said does anyone have anything else they want to uh, bring up or talk about? What was this list you were talking about? No, I kind of went through it. I was just kind of. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, is that what we've been doing? I was just mentioning stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. that was everything on your list, Axel.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, what
2: is your? What are your, like your main go tos when it comes to October and you guys are going to watch something? Those
0: ones? Yeah, I think. Um, Not that they're bad. American Werewolf in London. Blair Witch, the original Halloween. One I didn't mention is uh, a Stephen King, Silver Bullet, Cycle of the Werewolf. Oh, yeah. I love Silver Bullet. That was hard to find for a while now, uh, and then it was. It had a. There was a really bad version of it that was on um, Amazon Prime, but just recently I haven't checked yet. This year I wanted to. That's the movie I wanted Lachlan to watch. I think that'd be a scary movie to watch, but um, it they had put up like a nice like remaster on uh, Amazon. I gotta see if it's still streaming there. But I love that 1985 too. I was like 11 years old, and of course it has one of the Corey's in it too. So Corey Haim, Gary Busey, can't yeah. beat that Gary Busey.
1: You know, one movie I love. That's kind of more recent, I guess, or well, God, it's probably 20 years or whatever. You
0: know, is trick or treat with Brian yeah, the Cox and a
1: Paquin. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. Trey I, talked
0: about that on the, on the, on the pod. So, oh,
1: Trey. Yeah. Trey.
0: yeah. I love that's that. Great. Movie. I'm a big fan of that movie. I definitely have to see that now. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, I never saw it. Oh,
1: dude. It's oh, like yeah, it's Pulp funny. Fiction. If it was a horror movie, kind of.
2: The way they do the time and. Oh, I like that. Know, I like that description. Everything. It's freaking awesome. I wish they would just have like a horror anthology of stories that take place on Halloween
0: every year, right? Just have a different people direct oh, short films. Like,
2: I guess VHS Seriously. is kind of becoming like that.
0: Yeah, VHS is a good series. Some of them are, it's like anything. Some of them Guys, are. Guys, really VHS good, is you know?
1: out. They don't do VHS anymore.
0: Yeah, I know. You gotta I got get a DVR. VHS
2: on 8K Blu ray. That's the only way to.
1: <laughs> um, you know what you know what i recently watched and i don't know if you guys are a fan of the scream series at all um, i just watched them all last year okay i watched yeah. on the plane my plane ride to europe i watched five and six and i actually liked them. so the, i don't the know two most recent yeah 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 they were pretty good now again I don't put them up there with Halloween or some of the Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Streets. But I actually thought they did a really good job because there's a lot of new characters and they kind of sort of phased out some old ones. And I don't know. I, I thought they were done pretty well. And I'm, I'm glad they did them. Uh, you know, I kind of I kind of dug them. I haven't seen one, two, and three in a while Four. I even, God, I guess I've liked all the screams now that I think about it. Huh? Interesting. I'll have to think about that. Joe bear. Yeah. I realize how I, much I, I
2: like screams. They, yeah, they're good. I hadn't seen, um, I feel like I had seen them maybe as they were coming out, but not ones that I revisited. Um, so it was, and I wanted to rewatch them before seeing the new ones. Um, one of the things I like about watching these series like Halloween or, or scream is that you're watching, uh, sort of a little bit of film history as you're doing it. Like each one is representative of that time, right? So that even the look and the feel and like the choices and the music and all this stuff, especially when you're watching something that starts like in the eighties, not, not with scream, obviously, but even like Halloween or something, you know, you're watching these kind of periods in like early nineties stuff, early 2000s stuff. Um, and so I just think like getting to watch them all in order like that is a fun way to kind of see those changes. And Scream is almost like yeah. that, like where the the way that the movies are, are kind of representative of like what kind of twist was going on at that time. So these, right. I enjoy the newer ones in that sense, right? Where it was like it felt like a Scream movie, but also felt like a movie from the last few years. And I'd like to I hope that in the future they do like even more, like even more kind of a 24 weirder Scream. Um, I'd like to see that. Like I have a director come in that had a different sort of take on it. Cause it's so flexible. It can really be anything.
0: Yeah. I kind yeah, of like new... that series. Oh, Sorry, Axel. No, that's it. I was just saying, I kind of like that series. No, I no, have no, not go, seen go. the newer I ones you. yet. Right. I, I, maybe I should watch them then.
1: I would honestly, because the, the, the two new girls that are kind of the leads are really good. Um, okay. And they develop a story. It's just, I think they do a good job and they do a good at like kind of phasing out the old characters, if you will. Cause you know, Nev Campbell's not in the last one. Um, but like there, 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 there's some cool things that they do. I, they're very, they're worth watching. Cause I, I actually, I think I'm letting on that. I think I enjoyed them a lot more than I'm letting on. <laughs> like, I really liked him. I liked him. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember liking two as much. Three, I thought was better. I mean, this, but I saw them in the theater, so I don't, I haven't rewatched them. So I, I, the first one I've rewatched, and I love the first one because that, that movie pretty much brought back the horror genre. That and uh, I know what you did last summer because the horror genre was dead in America anyway. It fizzled. And those two movies, the fact that Scream commented on horror, that's the
0: thing, solo. That's the important part. That's what made it because they became too jokey. And it became, you know, and it's like the Friday the 13th The Freddy Krueger is just like people laughing when someone died. Right. Like a big genre uh, kind of exposed itself. So it had to fully expose itself and then kind of regress. And that's why I think a lot of the movies you see in the past three to five years um, feel like a Halloween or they feel like an early Friday the 13th. Where it's just a really scary idea for a movie, you know, like, yeah. it, and it's kind of, it's kind of scaled back. Um, and it, it, what you're really left with is the primal fear. And I, I, you know, I really dig that, but, but I do like the way the scream ones were self-referential and what was that guy's name? Kevin Williamson, right? Um, yeah. it's like a yeah. CW version where the kids know what's happening, but even though they know what's happening, they're still, they don't have the power to escape it, right? So you're kind of still locked into that feeling uh, that you get. And the fear comes not only from what's happening on screen, but from the knowing that just like them, you might know the killer's coming, but what are you going to do, right? Like it kind of makes it feel inevitable, that fear. And that's kind of interesting. It's a new way of putting a spin on it.
2: Yeah. They're also fun to watch because of that, that they're meta. Like they, even within the movies, they have a stab franchise, which is like based on yeah. like the events yeah. of the first one. So it's a good movie to watch and kind of make fun of it. Like it encourages you almost to pick it apart. Like yeah. you're watching a horror yeah. movie. You don't have to be like super serious about it. Cause at the end of it, it's always also kind of like a Scooby-Doo thing of like, you're telling me that this like that teenager is the one who was just throwing these grown men like over, you know, like the whoever's underneath the mask. Every movie is always the question. Yeah, it's always yeah. Kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure that made sense or like how this person got from here to there. But it kind of because the movie sort of embraces that, it doesn't really matter. You can just kind of enjoy that within the world of the scream movie.
1: I will um, say I this. Like... Yeah.
2: Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no I'm going I apologize. Okay.
1: I will say this. And the new, the two new screams use. The Stab franchise very well in it. And in the last one, there's a great twist at the beginning that I mm. thought was well done. I did not expect that to happen, which I thought was cool. And that's all I'm going to say. But it yeah. it, it really, uh, yeah, because in the last one, I believe they go to New York City and it just yeah. adds a new dynamic, which I really like. That's what like. I was going
2: to say. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, Axel, you would like, like the horror in the city part of it.
0: Oh, I do. That's funny because that brings us back to one of the f- one of the freaky things that they did in I think I think Friday the Thirteenth Part Two when he follows the girl back to her apartment in New York. Oh yeah, and kills her, and then you're like, oh my god, he can leave the lake, and then it's just like, holy shit, anybody could die, you know. So when they that's that also reminds me of one of the scariest movies from my childhood, Wolfen. Uh, you ever see Wolfen?
2: Was That's he a character dish. on
0: Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh no, this is Albert Finney, Hagar. Tom Noonan. Oh. <laughs> um, it's like yeah, there's there's like a there's like a, a serial killer in New York, mm-hmm. and they don't really know what's happening, and it's kind of like New York when all the buildings were burnt down, like in the sixties and seventies and shit, you know. And um, oh wow, and then they find out that it's a werewolf. Um, so in London, New York, (laughs) in old London town, new New Amsterdam, new Amsterdam it is. But Albert Finney is in it. It's like, it's, it's a scary Uh movie, but that made me scared too, because I remember I saw that movie and then like the next day I was going into Manhattan with my dad. So I was like super freaked out, you know, like I was pretty young. It was 1981. So I guess, Mm. Whitley Stryber wrote it. Remember? And he wrote that movie about getting taken by aliens.
1: Liev's dad.
0: Yeah, maybe let's see the hunger, the wolf communion communion. Yeah. His, his, his experience is taken by aliens, which happens a hustler was taken by aliens. They still haven't brought him back.
1: No. And then they brought him back and then they took him (laughs) back again. I don't know why.
0: (laughs) They gave they gave one too many anal probes and that was the end of that.
1: Well, well, you know that's, that that's why he falls asleep on pods. You know?
0: Yep. All right, gentlemen, I'm gonna wrap this one up. We've been going an hour and a half. What a great pod! We've just been chatting, having fun. I dig it. Yeah, it's been good. It's I been like great. that shit, man. Joe, it is always a pleasure to have you on. I'd love to have you on soon. Maybe one day you will resurrect the Cinemith podcast.
2: Yeah, we've been talking about doing it, me and Jesse talking about doing it again, because I mean, we do, yeah. I, I see a lot of movies, I see a lot of stuff, yeah. and I feel like we're always talking about it. But um, maybe I'll talk to you about how you guys manage getting a recording and stuff. I want to do a really like simple stripped down setup where I don't have to do a lot of editing and can just kind of get the files there. I feel like we uh, we got slowed down last time because I was just doing too much editing and like too much stuff that took extra time. So I'll have to get some tips from you guys about how you can uh,
0: keep, it, keep it simple just talk do exactly, yeah, Do talk to baby the recording is now oh, ended no. just hit yeah. record talk and then say goodbye at the end that's all that's all we do very all easy right.
2: yeah yes it's been it's been great talking to you guys um any i'll come back anytime you want to talk about something if you want to catch anything else spooky this this year we can have one another pod on stuff um I'm gonna keep keep my going with my last rewatch and keep going with my horror rewatch of different series and see how far I can get. Um but other than that, it was great to talk to you guys.
0: Yeah, definitely, brother. Solo, you got any last words for us?
2: I do, I
1: do. <laughs> I wanna keep you as long as possible. <laughs> no. Um no, it was great. I'm glad. I was great to chat with you, Joe. It was it's good to good to hear your voice and uh talk film and TV with you. Um, Axel, of course, you know, you're just the most amazing man I know, Thank but you. I just want to tease what's coming up on a future podcast. I've been watching a lot of good stuff. So I finally watched that, um, JJ Abraham's, uh, Stephen King series, 11, 22, 63. Oh, okay. Uh, the, you know, and, uh, have some interesting thoughts on that. Um, And I'm I'm watching the show from 2022 pieces of her with Tony Collette. Yes. Uh, That is really good. Uh, Still got three episodes left, but I love the way they structured it and didn't give you everything. And they give you hints because you don't quite know who's who or what their piece of the piece of the puzzle they are. And they slowly get into it. And they, they just had like kind of a big reveal. And our uh, Lost alum, Terry O'Quinn, uh, Ooh, is in the, ah. in the series.
0: Who's um, joining the it, Walking it's Dead? It's really good. What's that? He's joining the the Rick and Michonne Walking Dead series.
1: Oh, really? They're doing a Rick and Michonne one now, huh?
0: Yep. They keep going.
1: Oh, wow. There's a lot of spinoffs.
0: Yeah. That um, Daryl one wasn't terrible. It was kind of interesting. No? Oh, is it over already? Or uh, I think the else? finale's coming up.
1: Yeah, I, I stopped right before rick left the walking dead um so someday i, I do want to go back because i because the other spinoff series the negan and uh like walking dead dead city or yes, something that looked yeah.
0: intriguing to me oh perhaps it's intriguing so
1: i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go back but anyway uh so there's other things i'm watching i just can't remember because i'm doing all this for memory and my memory shot folks so uh, but no, it was a lot of fun and happy Halloween to everyone. Uh, a couple weeks out, of course. But then, we, of course, we're going to have our end of the year, our top 10 TV shows of 2023. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yep. It's coming, baby. It's coming. We're coming towards the end of the year. We could talk about some Christmas stuff, too, pretty soon. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, yeah. With a ho, ho, ho and ho. a
2: bottle of brass rum. Yeah, baby. Are you guys going to do True Detective? Oh, Yeah all right oh yeah oh we got
1: yep. yeah we're doing true detective definitely um i the same the sam's months is it the sam spades months here i oh, don't yeah, want to do that do but we'll
0: see what's spade
1: and then the killer the so the killer's a movie david fincher's new movie axel yeah. or is it a series oh it's no it's a, a movie. movie okay yep with fassbender yeah i want i can't wait for that no, that's Let's good that.
0: yeah that's gonna hit netflix middle of next month i think yeah so I am ready. All right. Well, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Heath. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Check us out at DVRPodcast.com. Peace out. Have fun in the tractor, Ando. Welcome to East New York. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.